Machaga Geula of the previous Rebbe should come, Geula to everybody, and any Indian that they need, any bracha, and any, any, time, any type of fakfetchkeit. The Indian of Geula is menameitzar karosi ka noni bamerechav. The idea of a Geula is that when there is an Indian of mitzarim, constrictions, limitations, there should be a blasting open, all the limitations and boundaries should be blown away. So if anybody has any, any constriction, any limitation, that should be removed and they should come out of it and then they should add it up in a way that they should see that even the constriction itself brought them to a much higher place. The Iker Indian, what's negay immediately is that whatever it is that's troubling your heart, wherever you are, listening in and joining us with this Fabregen. So really everybody should join, you know, take a, take a coffee, take a, a piece of cake. Uh, if you have access to... Uh, <laughs> Pizza you can get from Pizza Maven downstairs, um, or uh, whatever, whatever you can, whatever you can do. Malava Malkets, the Sudas David Malkam Meshich Alachayim. Everyone, um, I want to mention um, today's Fabrengen was um, partially sponsored, at least to pay for the pizza for my pizza. Everybody has to pay their own pizza. Uh, by hold on one second over here. We got a dedication by our dear, 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 dear student. I'm sure she's still our student, even though she passed away like, I would say about five, six years ago. Um, she was here, the one person who spent maybe 15 years by Thursday night, maybe a little less, I don't know, by that time, about 12 years, every Thursday night learning Hasidus here, and not leaving till uh, three, four hours, till the very end. Bracha Leia Chava Bas Reb Shmuel. Bracha Finkelstein. May this be a schus for her neshama. She was one of the uh, greatest attendees to Man Yisrael Shiurim. And a big bracha to her daughter, Sarah. A complete refuah shalema to you, Sarah. Complete, 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 complete refuah shalema for the big miracles of, of Yud Beis Tamash should be Nimshach to you and to your uh, only brachas, to your husband, Shmuli, and the children. Everybody should be gesund and stark, with all good sachen. Only much, much bracha. Thank you. Um, so, this um, Fabrengen was just very off the cuff. Meaning Friday, I was uh, thinking, what are we going to do with Beis Tamas? Shabbos, we're limited over here in returning to shul. The return back to shul has been challenging. I know different shuls have had different uh, different attitudes towards the the um, pandemic and the way people are in shul, masks, not masks, social distancing, uh, kedushim, and so on and so forth. Um, so we're, we're not back to business as usual. And in a sense, there's something in me that's very, very satisfied about not being back to normal. Um, if after everything we've been through this year, we go back to normal, then, then, then well, why do we have to go through all of this? Obviously, the Ebishta has his chashbainis, but from the way we've expected it and wanted it and, and, and we're excited about it is that uh, we, we realize that we're living already and such a suspension of normalcy of life as we've experienced this year, has not happened in recent history in, in such a global manner. 
And therefore, when we were all sent home from shul and we couldn't attend shul, it was, it was, it was conceived and understood and appreciated and felt, I think, by at least by chesidish I don't know. Some people were feeling that the Abishter is angry and kicking us out of shul. I, I, that never spoke to me, and I don't know, maybe if you like it, that's good for you. But I think for most uh, people that have been trained by the Balshamtav way of thinking, after 2,000 years of Golos and the Yidin are still being Yidin and connecting to Torah Mitzvah, the Abishter is not angry at us and not sending us home. But quite on the contrary, there's something deeper that's going on, and we were sure that uh, we're moving from our little shuls to kibesi-based tefillah yukarel chala amim, to the great big shul, based on Migdash HaShlishi. That's the way I perceived it and understood it. And especially, you know, something this unheard of. All shuls in the whole world closed down, including the Kaisal HaMaravi, was shut down for about over a week. It was a short period of time that literally no one was there. 770 was shut down. I mean, it's not normal. So obviously, if someone can, you can't see this as just the pandemic situation. I mean, obviously there is there is Havaya Hu Elikim, that beyond the Elikim, beyond the, the Teva and the externalities of things, there is Havaya, there is the deeper Indian, there is there is the godly, and the godly uh, obviously there's something much greater, something cosmic. More than the, than the whole pandemic. I mean, that itself is also not something to dismiss. The fact that not stomach a pandemic that is impacting the world, but it impacted the Jewish community so strongly, so many tied Yidin Beautiful Jews, including them, uh, one of our special Yidin, we want to mention him today over here. Rabbi Avram Aram, Rabbi Yitzchak, may this be, his neshama, his shloishim is coming up this week, I think on Monday. So may this, this fabreng and also be l'schos ilui neshmasai. And also others, other special Yidin in Crown Heights and Bechlau and the Jewish world and Lakewood and Borough Park and Williamsburg and Muncie and, and in Montreal and, and in all communities, all communities in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and so many, not Stam Yidin, but Taira Yidin. Really, if, if, when I'm speaking to different people, people that have friends, and Dafka, those who passed away were like, the, like you call the cream of the crop. We're talking about the unbelievable special Jews. Uh, so, so this couldn't just be, this, this is not a, an Indian, a mikrachas for Shalom. It's not just an occurrence. A Yid has to realize there's something very deep over here. But, Including in that, and I think most obvious in it, is the fact that all the yeshivas and shuls and everything shut down. And I spoke about it a lot in my classes in the past, but I think being that we're kind of like, you know, going back, and shuls are getting back, people are going back, um, I think it's important to, to, you know, we thought we're going back. We really did. We thought we're going back a few weeks ago. Everybody's going back. And they were saying, not so fast. Like in Crown Heights this week, it was back to normal. No, 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 they canceled the Kedashim. It was on COL. They canceled the Kedashim. No Kedashim. You're not comfortable in going back. We're not going back. So I mentioned today in Shul during davening a mimer that I saw in the Alter Rebbe. In the Alter Rebbe in Parsha Shlach, there's a mimer, Ani Hashem Alekechem, in the Parsha of Tzitzis. And over there it says two times, Ani Avaya Alekechem. It says, Ani Hashem Alekechem once, and then it says, Ani Hashem Alekechem again. We conclude Anir Shamlekechem Emes, but Emes is really not part of the Pasuk. Anir Shamlekechem. What does it mean, I am God, your God, twice? So the Altareb explains the repetition of Anir Shamlekechem. So, first understanding what is the deeper Indian of Anir Shamlekechem. So, what caught my attention? I was actually learning this mimer in the forest in South Dakota. And I was learning it, and I got so excited about this Nakuda 
and I couldn't share it with anybody besides my wife, and I actually didn't share it with her, even though I, I could have shared it with one person. I was just excited about it. She asked me today, that was such a geschmack of art. Why didn't I? When do you think? I said, I thought about it in something. She said, he didn't tell me. I said, okay, yeah, no, everything has his mind. <laughs> so what, what, what got me excited about that mimer is that the alternative is talking very much about when you didn't go to Beis HaKnesses, there is Bechlal the Paula that a Jew has, the effect that a Yid has on the world globally, spiritually, cosmically. A Yid has an effect on the world uh, of every, every mitzvah we do. You know, one Yid, the, 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 the Pasuk, the Friedrich Rebbe brings in the memorandum that I want to talk about soon, the memorandum that he said in Yud Beis Tamas in 1927, and the Friedrich Rebbe was released. So during the day of his release, on Yud Beis Thomas himself, the Friedrich Rebbe said a mimer, Avayali Yisri. And in that mimer, so the Alter, the, 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 the Friedrich Rebbe brings the, the 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 pasuk of how the Jew, our Yid, is literally controlling the cosmos, controls all of existence. The way, even the way the conduct of the Abishter conducts himself with the world, all the way down to how things manifest in, in literal, in the reality, in the chitzaniyus elamis, in the external reality of things, a Yid controls, meaning the condition of how much light and how much darkness, how strong the klipa is, and how kedusha is, his gabros, all that is the, the, we are the program board. You ever see a board on a, on a, on a like a, a master board, and you have like on a plane or on a major computer system, you know, you have all the dials. All the dials is in each and every one of our hearts. brings the pasuk, the Ebishter says, I created the land, and a person I created, the Abishta created the person on the land. And, and, and so the, 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 the Friedrich Rebbe brings that the word Barasi is Gematria Taryag. So the Abishta says, I created a world, a massive world. As those of you, most of you know, I was on a trip now. I saw a big, ginormous world. I didn't see the whole world, but I saw the United States of America. Yeah, massive. It's gone and on. And the Gansavelt, Oilam Amloy, everything. But there's a pnimius hakavana. The kavana is you, you listening to the fabrengen, me, all of us, Adam, and not a lot of people. It says Adam, one person. Maybe to kamach the gansavel just for one year. And what's the person's job? Barasi, barasi is tayag, tayag mitzvahs. So every yid beetzem lefi avidasay lefi his inyanim. Is is poil and effects and has impact and 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 and, and um, uh, causes can cause the whole uh, conditioning of the world and what's going on is all impacted by every single one of us and our state of mind where we're standing in our avodas Hashem. That's individually, but then there is something even more powerful, and that is not the person as an individual, but the Jewish people as a community communal Judaism. Judaism has two parts to it. There is individual Judaism, where Matan Torah, the Abishta didn't address us as a community. Even though we stood there, 600,000, if there was one year that wasn't there, there couldn't be Matan Torah. So you needed to have 600,000 Jews, you needed to have clawless nishmasi, so not only the Jewish people of that generation, you needed to have all the Jewish people from all the generations, you need to have everybody. But yet, when Hashem spoke, He didn't speak you guys. Hashem never said, you guys, put on tefillin. Hashem said, I'm your God. So they were speaking specifically. So Torah Mitzvah is very specific. In a sense, I heard this from Rabbi Manus Friedman, I enjoyed it. Uh, he was saying that uh, 
that, 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 that one of the meanings of the, of the shutdown, of the shuls being shut down and all this, is that the Eivish is saying, stop already with communal Yiddishkeit. Realize that you are important, you as an individual, not, not you with every, just lost amongst everybody. The Eivish says, I want you, not in a community seder, I want you in your own seder, sitting alone. If you have a wife, you're sitting with your wife, you have your family, sitting with your wife. If, you, if you don't have any, you don't have a wife, you don't have a husband, sitting alone and you can't go to anybody, I want only you. So that's on the one hand. But Mitzat Sheini, we always know in Judaism, there is a great chashivas and a great importance to the minion. There has to be a minion, it's very powerful. What does minion do? So it says, when Yidin come together and they come to Beis Knesses and they say, what is one of the things we can't say individually? When I was davening during quarantine, I started davening a whole bunch of stuff in the Siddur that I usually never said if I davened B'yechidus. I davened alone, I did, I used to skip all the things, like Kriya Satoira, Vahibin Sayaharain, all those things I never said. Because you know, if you're not davening a minion, you're not davening a minion, if this is for a minion. But then, when there was no minion in, I said, listen here, just because there's no minion, these things shouldn't be said. And I realized that most of the stuff you're allowed to say, what he said, Vahibin Sayah is a Pasuk in the Chumash, you're allowed to say it. Berich Shemei is a passage in Zoyar, you can say it. Gadul Hashem Iti is Vaitar Apostle can tell him. And most of the things you can say, there may be a few things that you shouldn't be saying because they're tefillahs that were instituted to be said, Dafka and a minion, so you can't say it. But most everything else, you can say it. Maybe it's not the minute to say it, but you could say it. So in any case, um, but one thing I couldn't say, Yizkadul the Yizkad, the Shemei Rabbah, you can't say, you need to have a minion. So the Alter Rebbe says in the Maimer, when you didn't get together and we say, Amen Yeshmei Rabba, what does it do? The Eibishter shakes his head. That means that the Minyonim, Jews as a collective group getting together, has such an impact. I'm not talking about stamina, impact on the world. It literally is impacting the Eibishter himself, God himself. God is being moved by our Amen Yeshmei Rabba. In what way? The Eibishter, whatever that means, is shaking his head. What does it mean he's shaking his head? It means, as the Alter Rebbe explains, the head, particularly in this particular meaning, is referring to the skull. Because there is the, 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 there's the moichen, the, the intellect, the, the brain. But the head, in this sense, is the mamish, literally the head head, the part of the head that we call head. When a person says, I hit my head, it means the skull, the right? So when it says, means the Abish is moving his head, means the Abish is moving his skull. What does it mean God is moving his skull? So in Chassidus it explains that the skull, as it applies to Hashem, right, how can we even be speaking about a skull regarding God? We know that the Abish created us in his image. And from us we can derive. So we have to understand that it's in a way that's infinitely beyond and any kind of image and so on and so forth. It's beyond all this. But still it has a shaykhus. So if we have a skull, it's because there is a skull, the Adam Elyon, the supernal man above, also has a skull. What's a skull? Represents the idea of keser. What's keser? Keser is rotsain. Menanea berosheim means that the abishter's rotsain is stimulated. The abishter's rotsain is provoked. When we say, Amen we put God in the mood, so to speak. We evoke in him a desire. What kind of a desire? A desire for the project called creation, for the project called life. For the project called me, you, and everything that's around. Our entire existence. Without the Abishter's interest in our existence, poof, there's nothing. So menanea b'roishoi means that the Abishter shakes his head, means that the Abishter has a rotsain, a desire in, 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 in the world, in existence. 
So that's what the Alter Rebbe says is the meaning of Ani Hashem Eloikeichem. I am God and I am the power. Elohim is power. The power of the Abishter in, in the world, the power of godliness in the world is stimulated by you. By who? Elohim, I'm your God. You stimulate me. You get me in the mood. You engage me. Without Yidin, without Yidin going into shuls and saying, Amen Yeish made Abba, the Abishter loses his interest. He has no desire to be connected to the world. When we say, Amen, what's mean Yeish made Abba? Yeish made Abba means that God's name should be drawn down. Yeish made Abba, let the, the, the great name. Mavoyrach means it should be drawn down. Meaning it should reveal itself in all three worlds. In Olam Abriya, Yetzir, and Asiya, the Abishter should manifest. That's what we're saying. So by us saying it, it gets the Abish to, to manifest and to reveal himself. Fine. So the Alter Rebbe says, why does it say twice, Amen Yehish made Abba? So the Al- I'm sorry, why does it say twice, Ani Hashem So the Alter Rebbe says, because there's a difference between how Ani Havaya, how the Havizgalus of Havaya is Bizman Hazen these days, compared to the Hizgalus of Havaya, that's going to be after Mashiach comes. After Mashiach comes, the Ani Hashem is going to be so much more potent, so much more powerful. It's going to have such a, an energy way beyond that. Why? Because now the Gilui Shem Havaya is in a way where those who choose to see Him can see Him. Those who choose to experience Him can experience Him. Those that are seeking Him, those that are looking for Gatlach Kait, could experience, could have a relay. But in general, the world is full of hell and the Hester, is full of concealments and full of blockages. It's not evident, it's not... It's not bursting out of every nook and cranny, out of every, of every, of every, of every nakuda in the world that the Abish, the Havayu Elakim, that God is, and He's the power. But after Mashiach comes, as it says, that everybody's going to run. Satsu, people are going to escape to hide from the Giloy. It's going to be so overwhelming, so powerful. Why? Because the Giloy is going to come from such a deep place. Hashem's revelation, I mean, Hashem is going to be inserting so much more of Himself, so to speak, into. Into the, into the cosmos, into creation. He's, and as a result of that, that kind of investment is not going to be able to be blocked. So the Gilu is going to reach all the way down, as the Alta Deb explains, but Oilam Hagashmi is going to be as conscious of God as it is in Atsilus. Imagine, that's what it is. As the same level of godly re- revelation, Atsilus is going to be experienced in the physicality of this world. That's the Ani That's the one of the future. And that too you're causing. You're causing Dani Hashem Alekechem Bizman Azeh. You're causing Ani Avay That's going to be in the future. So the way I was learning the Mimer, I said that it's amazing. Now it makes sense to me why suddenly shuls were canceled. Why was it canceled suddenly? All davening was canceled. Because what we've been doing in going to shul for thousands of years is we were causing a Kodesh Baruch Hu that Hashem's Ratzain was provoked. What level of Ratzain? The Ratzain of God, of godliness that, 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 that brings the Abish into the world. In a manner that allows for some concealment. It allows for the world to continue to be a natural world. A world where you're not, you're not seeing the Abishter in a very tangible, real way. But when it comes time for what? For there to be a, the next level on Yashem Alekechem. So the old Amen Yehish Meirabe had to stop. If I had to say, I don't think ever in history there was a complete suspension of Amen Yehish Meirabe. But in the, in the last few months there was a complete suspension of Amen Yehish Meirabe. Why? Because the new Amen Yehish Meirabah that we're going to be now be Mamshech now is, 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 is the one of the future. The Gili of the Eberster as it is Yemoy Mashiach, which is what we're hoping for now. 
So that's why, as I mentioned earlier, there's no just going back. There's no going back. Nothing in Yiddishkeit, nothing in the world should go back to what was. We have to be completely transformed people now. And our focus and our entire, our entire aspiration and excitement and is forward thinking. Forward thinking is Giyula. Giyula, that's it. They, and, and, and if it wasn't enough, the COVID and the Corona and all this Meshagas was not enough to shake us up. So now we see the restlessness that's going on in, in, in the United States of America, the tension, the, 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 it's like, it's like, it's like the, you can sense the, that people in my, in my shul today were telling me that people are moving out of state. My guys were telling me here, they're leaving California, they're leaving to other states. You can sense that people feel that the earth beneath them is burning. I don't want to compare it, but it's a little bit like there it was in a negative sense. Now I believe it's not negative in any way. It's, it's because Golos is telling us, Fartik, it's time to move to Eretz Yisrael, it's time for the Giyola, it's time. But in a similar to the way it was burning in the 1930s under the Yidden in, 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 in Germany, people felt the earth was burning beneath them. Those who at least felt it. Some people were numb, didn't realize what's going on. Baruch Hashem, I don't think there's a threat for the Jewish people in the United States of America. Watch us all in Yisrael. We're not running, we're not escaping, we're going to go with Mashiach. But the idea is at least that we should shift our minds and recognize that eh, if we were comfortable, if last year or two years ago, you know, you know, those who there were a few, a couple of people excited about Mashiach, but the rest of us were kind of like comfortable and set and believed that we have another 20, 30 years that we can kind of build our moistness and build up, you know, whatever it is we're doing and, and now I think that the occurrences in Tavshin Pei, after we've hit a whole new new level, as I mentioned a lot in the beginning of this year, that Pei is, is Lamayla Madera Chateva, it's 8, it's 80, it's moving into, and it's Taka happened. Not that I'm trying to say, oh, look, I was right. But Poyol Mamish had nothing to do with me saying it. It's, 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 we're coming into Pei's, and, and in a sense I was wrong, because I was telling you Mashiach is going to be <laughs> Mamish. And so far we're still sitting in Gullus, meaning at least in our vivid eyes we're not yet... We don't fully see the Giyula, and that's not enough. But the idea of pay is that it's it, basically we, we, we can't just we can't just let me put it this way we should adapt to this situation and get comfortable with this. This is the new life. Yeah, everybody's going to walk around with masks for another couple of years, social distancing, and we're going to you know, we're gonna make ourselves. We're gonna kind of settle in into Golos with with all the inconveniences that it has and all the limitations. And we'll make Zoom yeshivas, and everybody will be on the on the phone. And again, you know, we the Jewish people are very good at adapting. We've been that for thousands of years. We were constantly being uprooted from place to place. So chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. We should adapt to this situation as well and make ourselves now. That's for sure, like the Rebbe taught us, and the Chassidus has taught us all the time, that in every situation we have to make the best out of it and harness all of our kaychas. Like when the Yidden went from place to place in the, in the Mishkan, they had to build, even if they stayed on a place only for a night, they had to set up camp. So for sure we have to set up camp. And we can't just say we're waiting for Mashiach, we're sitting on our suitcases, and we're just waiting for Mashiach. That's not what the Ebershter wants. In every situation we have to make the best out of it. But the... the the chas should, we shouldn't feel a fire burning beneath us. There has to be that sense that the Giula is here, Mashiach is upon us. 
And, and it's up to each and every one of us to drive the final peg, to drive the final Indian. That's what we're holding now. So when it comes to Yud Bezing Yud Gimel Tammuz, Chagag Yula, where the Koiches of Geula, the Koiches of Mashiach, are in its full potency, they're in its full power, more than any regular day, as we're still going to see today. So in, in a time like this, especially in a year after everything that we've gone through this past year, we should tap into Geula, to, to the Geula of these days, and may it merit that just from the Fabrenging and talking about it and all of this, should already experience the complete redemption. L'chaim al-Berach. L'chaim So there's two Pirushim in the word social distancing. <clears throat> One Pirush is that we have to be distant. Can't people, they can't be together. That's just the opposite of Kedusha, because Kedusha is achtos, unity. So the simple meaning of social distancing is the opposite of Kedusha. There's distance, there's richuk. Richuk between one yid and another yid, that's not what the Ebishter wants. That's not Kedusha. The other pirush of social distancing is that no distance in the world, that even in the distance, there is social. That means that we can be together even. So take a look, we have a Fabrengen over here. Every, it used to be that in order to have a fabrengen, everybody has to come together in one place. You all should come together in the same place. And then obviously it has its limitations. Who can come? This one can't come. Whatever. You have to babysit the kids. You can't this. You have to rush. So there's all the, all the, all the obstacles that, that, that made it that the only way you can be together is if you come actually physically close. But now the Ebershtah made Givaldic that no matter where you are, you can be everywhere, anywhere in the whole world, and yet we can sit together, even, even if you're distant, they're still social. So that's, that's the Kavana Primus of all this, that we should be unified, and be unified with each other, all Yidin, no matter where, where and when, all the time. So Matzah Shabbos is a minute to tell the story of the Baal Shem Tov. This week is going to be the yard site of the Arachayim HaKadosh. The 15th of Tammuz is the yard site of the Arachayim HaKadosh. And as we know, the Arachayim HaKadosh was a um, contemporary of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov very much wanted to meet the Arachayim HaKadosh. Arachayim HaKadosh lived in, in Eretz Yisrael. He was the head of the Mekubalim in Eretz Yisrael. The Baal Shem Tov was in Mezhubosh. One of the reasons the Baal Shem Tov wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael was simply to meet the Arachayim HaKadosh. And it says that one of them was the Nefesh of, of Mashiach, the other one was the Ruach of Mashiach. And if the two of them would come together, Ruach and Nefesh would be these galas of Neshama of Mashiach. And then you'd have the Naran of Mashiach over here, and the Gula would be here. For whatever reason, time hasn't come yet, and they prevented the Baal Shem Tov from going. The Baal Shem Tov was sitting Shalashudis, and during Shalashudis, he said, it has been extinguished, the, the flame of the West, referring to the Arachayim HaKadosh, passed away. After Shabbos, the Baal Shem Tov explained what he meant when he said, that sadly the Arachayim HaKadosh passed away. The Baal Shem Tov explained how he knew. I don't think anybody questioned him how he knows, because the Baal Shem Tov knew a lot of things. But in this particular case, he explained how he knew. He said that there is a certain kavana, there's a certain 
a mystical um, meditation and, and thought that one has during the Tilas Yadayim, that the Baal Shem Tov said, I always wanted to achieve this knowledge, this information of this particular kavan of the Tilas Yadayim. But it's only revealed, it's only revealed to one person in the generation. And therefore, I, was not, I didn't merit because it was revealed to the Arachayim HaKadosh and I, I, I was not privy to this, to this phenomenal secret. By Shalashudis, when I watched for Shalashudis, they revealed it to me. And once, he, once the Baal Shem Tov said they revealed to him this, this, this secret, he knew that the Arachayim can't possibly be alive because there's only one keeper of that secret alive. The Baal Shem Tov received that great soid of the Tilas Yadayim. Why is it the Dafka and the Tilas Yadayim and this? I don't know. But this is, this is what it was. But in any case, um, tzaddikim look out for each other and are very much aware of each other and they connect and when one uh, kind of uh, passes on and he, he passes, like you say, the baton to the next tzaddik. So I, today I became very aware of something which I never was aware of before, uh, either because for whatever reason, that wasn't the time that I should be aware of it, or or because I didn't learn. For whatever reason, I, 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 I lately am, I'm, I'm noticing more that the Abishter is is basically beneath all of our thoughts. And, and you know, we obviously, you know, where the Abishter gives us Bechira to choose to think, but it says, the Alta Rebbe says in Tanya, when it talks about a negative thing, that when David HaMelech said about Shimi ben Gera, that whatever, that Hashem told him to curse me. Hashem never told Shimi ben Gera to curse David. So it says that the Nefila Samachshava, the currents of the thought to Shimi ben Gera, he could have rejected it, but the fact that the thought occurred to him to curse David, that came from above. Our Machshavas come from above, and therefore, you know, Especially, here's the thing, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a public agent, which means if uh, you feel that you're most of what you're here to do is to inspire others, then hopefully you can, we can become a channel. And we become a channel, we, 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 we're like, uh, hopefully, the Ebishter sends us the Machshavas that we need to think. Uh, and uh, so this Shabbos, I, be, I had like thoughts that I've never had before. It came about because I decided to learn something that I've never learned before. It was Shabbos, Yudbis Tammuz, I said, let me learn the Maimorim that the Friedrich Rebbe said in the original Yud Beis Thomas. So I taught Shabbos in the morning, I taught the Maimor the Friedrich Rebbe said. I saw that in Tafresh Pezai, 1927, there is about four or five Maimorim. One of them is Men HaMetzar. That's a Maimor that the Friedrich Rebbe said on Rishchidosh Thomas. That's before Gimel Thomas. That's while he's still in Shpolerka. Friedrich Rebbe said a mimer. I have no idea to who he said that mimer. And it's interesting, it doesn't say on the bottom in the Sefer Memorim, like who, what, where, and when, how this mimer, unless the Friedrich Rebbe later, who heard it, who recorded it, or later the Friedrich Rebbe himself wrote it down, I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't say. It only says one thing. This is it's before the Shikhr. It's a mimer min That mimer I didn't learn. I don't know what it says there. Then the next mimer, is Shabbos Parshas Chukas Balak. Maybe it's Shabbos only, it's for sure Balak. I don't remember if it was Chukas Balak, but it was for sure Balak. 
Shabbos, Parshas, Bolok, while he was in Kastrama. That means they sent the Friedrich Rebbe for three years away in exile. He said a mimer. Um, and that mimer, interesting, is, is, is the heading of the mimer is Gethen mi Mitzrayim Tasiya. A grapevine from Egypt you've made travel. Gethen mi Mitzrayim Tasiya. That's the mimer. And that mimer I taught today in the morning. I didn't finish the whole mimer. Then later in the afternoon I was able to finish the mimer. And then the next mimer that's in Tafresh Pezayin is the mimer that he said on Yud Beis Tammuz. Remember, he was given notice that he was released on Yud Beis Tammuz, but they didn't give him the official papers because it was uh, some kind of a holiday until the next day, until Yud Gimel Tammuz, which then they were able to give him the official papers and he was freed. So on Yud Beis Tammuz, already the free Rebbe um, said, said a mimer. So learning these two Maimarim, and I learned that today, and then later there is on Yud Gimel Tammuz, and Shabbos, Shabbos, Pashas, Pinchas, the Rafi Rebbe said already, two Maimarim on Baruch HaGoymel HaChayav and Tavis. The Maimar that he said on Yud Beis Tammuz is, Havaya Liba Oizrei, Hashem is to me amongst those who assist me, Vani Ere Besoinoi, and I will see in, in my enemies. What I noticed learning the Maimarim is a very interesting idea. I noticed that the Friedrich Rebbe is spending both Maimarim, both the one that he said while he was still, before he was noticed, between Gimel Tammuz and Yudbeis Tammuz, when he was you know, officially still going to be in Golis for three years, in exile, exile for three years, he said that Maimar. Plus the next Maimar, Avayali Beozroi, both of them, the Friedrich Rebbe is very, very much referring to and talking about Sfiras HaMalchas. He's talking about, in the first Maimer, he's talking a lot about um, the idea of Eimesai Hugadol, the Olam Hadibur, the world of speech. Eimesai Hugadol, when is the Abish the Great? Keshehu bi'ira lekeinu. It's a pasuk, Godla vaya mehulam Godla vaya bi'ira lekeinu. In the Monday, Shir Shal Yoyim. So the Friedrich Rebbe is talking very much about Olam Hadibur, about Malchus and that the godless of the Abishter only reveals itself when it expresses itself through dibor, through speech, and so on and so forth. We'll talk about that soon. And then, which is the Indian of Spheris Amalchus. And in the next Mimer, he's very, very much busy with David Amelech, with, with, with how David Amelech was able to withstand his trials and tribulations, and so on and so forth. And um, the power of Malchus. If I need tefillah, the birurim that Malchus does, fascinating mimer. The feeling that is mimer and bechlal. I haven't learned too many of them because I find it difficult to to connect. I, 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 to the beginning to the end, sometimes it feels like he's just going off into all tangents and so on and so forth. And if your mind, if you like to see a beginning and an end and a certain structure, it's a little hard to follow. So bechlal, I, I should probably learn the feeling that is mimer more. I've learned. I feel. I haven't learned enough of his Maimarim. Now, this Shabbos, I was learning these Maimarim, and I, and I got the sense, a little bit, I, I, if you can say, a little bit of a bird's eye view in the sense that I think you can look at things differently after 93 years. As you're looking now at a, at a, at a it's hard to say when it comes to a Rebbe. It's one thing, first of all, to understand the Maimar. To understand the Maimar, you know, it's one thing. You have to dive into the Ebersh, the Ebersh should have Rachmanes, that godliness should go into your head and you should absorb the mimer. First to absorb it in your head, 
then to absorb it from your head into your heart. That's another Avedah. First, you should know it. You should bring it into your heart. That's the next phase. And both you need a lot of Siyat HaDashmaya. And especially, you know, if you want to start investigating what is the Kavana, the deeper Kavana, the Mimer that is not even verbalized. So that's already a little dangerous. And who am I to, to start probing the Friedrich Rebbe's Kavana and a Mimer, what he's intending. However, looking back after everything that we know now, what the Rebbe taught us in the 40 years that the Rebbe's been teaching us and, and all the fascinating memorandum, I think there is something over there that is, that is very unique and very special and tells us a lot about the panemius of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamas. What's it really all about? But I'll first make a little introduction. And that is that for me personally, Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamas is a very big yomtiv. Because this is my connection to Chabad, started on Yud Beis Tamas. Exactly like this year, it was a Friday. It came out on Shabbos, Yud Beis Tamas, Pashas Chukas Bolok, and I went to Kfar Chabad for a Shabbos. Um, I told my stories, my story and my whole Kiruv to Chabad at other occasions, and I'm not going to do it now. But it's exactly 31 years ago. 31 has a certain giloy. 31 is related to a certain giloy because 31 is, a so, is, is the name Kale. In Chesed Kale, Kol Hayoyim. Chesed, the name Chesed is related to the name Kale is the name of Chesed. So after 31 years of connection to a tzaddik, and connection to a derech, of Avodah Hashem and so on and so forth. Hopefully, there, there one should hope and and uh, and, and uh, Hashem should bless to have more giloy, more revelation. So, in Chasidus, I actually saw that what's the, what's the significance of number thirty-one, Chesed Kale. So, in different my modern explains that it's a miser, it's tenth from the Shai Oilamais. There's three hundred and ten worlds, and a tenth of that is is which, which is Chachma and Bina together, um, it says, the Pasuk says, Kenei Chachma, Kenei Bina. It says, Kenei Chachma, acquire Chachma, acquire Bina. The 310 worlds is composed of the two Kane, Kenei, Kenei. Because Kane is 155, the other Kane is again 155. 155 and 155 is 310. So Chachma and Bina. Now, from Chachman Bina, Chachman Bina is, is, is infinite, is, is ain't safe. Chachman Bina is Lamaila Maseder Ishtalshalos in the sense that, you know, the world is created from the seven emotions. It's more Shaykhis. Chachman Bina, Chabad is Moichen La'atzmai, Chabad is higher. What Hashpa can come from Chabad down, down, only a tenth. It says a Chelika Asiri, a tenth of it can be Nizgala. That's the Chesed Kale, that's the Giloy, Chesed is Giloy. The giloy of the 310 oilamois, of shy oilamois, which Hashem is going to reveal in the future for the tzaddikim, the giloy of that, which is, as we said, a giloy of chachmabina. So for me, coming to Hasidus Chabad, which is chachmabina, and after 31 years, ah, so hopefully we can merit some, some giloy of chesed kale. Now, interesting thing. So I noticed last year, I, I, took a, I, I, I paid attention to this, and last year I went and I learned to sikh. I was wondering, you know, the Shabbos that I came to Lubavitch, which was in Kvar Chabad, I wonder, like, if I can find some Ramazim for me in the Fabrengen that the Rebbe spoke that Shabbos. So I took our Tavshim Mem test. That was the year that it happened. And I looked at the, at the, at the Fabrengen. I forgot already what, what it says, what I learned last year. Totally forgot. Now, at the end of Shabbos, I just looked a little bit, and I just looked at the end. And I noticed something interesting. 
The Rebbe over there is talking about um, Parshas Bolok and Parshas, uh, as he calls it, uh, and the Rebbe talks about uh, the idea that Mashiach is very, very, very strongly emphasized in this Parsha. Like he brings from the Rambam, Vesham Niba B'Shnei HaMashichim, and over there he was Menabim regarding the two Mashiach, which is referring to David HaMelech and, and Mashiach. And the Rebbe goes, says an interesting thing. He says, Al Yedei Limud B'Inyonei Geula. Through learning the Inyanim of Geula. Now, as far as I know, the Rebbe's Mifza of learning Inyanim Geula Mashiach started two years later in Tavshin Nun Aleph. Pasha Tazriya that's what the Rebbe introduced, that we should all, uh, that now, as a preparation for Geula, Ezu Derech Yishar, Rebbe Oimer, Rebbe says, Ezu Derech Yishar, what's the path? Adam, that after we finish Shlemus Abayda, the Rebbe says, everything is ready for Mashiach. What's the final path to make it all happen in learning in Yonagula Mashiach? So the Rebbe started in Tashin and Aleph. But in Tashin Memtes, and I, I, I never saw it earlier. Maybe, again, I'm not Bucky in the Sikhs to tell you, you know, I don't, I, I have absolutely, when I learn one Sikh, I only know that Sikh. I, I don't have a memory of this Sikh. So I don't know, those that are bigger Bikim than me can tell me, but I don't think there's been mentioned before that. On the, on the emphasis of learning in Yanagula Mashiach. One of the Yanagula that I've been involved with in the last few years to a great degree is to, is to learn and to inspire teaching Geula Mashiach. So the Shabbos that I came to Lubavish, the Rebbe is talking about learning in Yanagula Mashiach. So I feel that's, uh, that was a little, a little clue for me and a little bit of a connection. So in any case, based on that, I do want to say that um, I think and this is, again, these are my own thoughts. It's a fabrengen, so I'm not giving a share now, so I'm not telling you what, what, what it says in books. I'm just giving you my own hergation, my own thoughts, and, uh, you know, see if, you, see if it resonates with you. To me, it, it seems like that the whole geula of, of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamuz, even though it happened in the Friedrich Rebbe's lives, it's not about the Friedrich Rebbe and his Indian. It's already hachana for the next Nasi. In general, Bechlal, the sixth and the seventh Rabbeim are locked in an inseparable, inseparable bond. More than all the other Rabbeim. All the Rabbeim, each Nasi, of course, is connected and attached to the previous Nasi. But when it comes to the Friedrich Rebbe and the Rebbe, they are like train Rei and Deloy Misparshin. These are two friends that do never separate. You can't be, you can't, Separate Beinadvekim. They they go hand in hand. Why? So spiritually, those who learn Hasidus know that the Friediger Rebbe is number six, and his name is Yosef. So therefore, he represents Sfiras Yesoid. The Rebbe is the seventh generation of Sfiras Malchus, and Yesoid and Malchus are joined together and bonded together with crazy glue. You know, they're you can't disconnect Yesoid and Malchus. They're attached. They're absolutely connected. So Bechlal, the Friedrich Rebbe and the Rebbe are inseparable. But primarily, I think, I think the Geula, Salami, so lay down a little, and then uh, maybe you'll fall asleep. It's okay. And um, the, 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 um, The, the Friedrich Rebbe's um, whole Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Yud Tamos is already hachana for the seventh generation. Just why? Just simply. In a simple, simple Nakuda. 
Because of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tammuz, the previous Rebbe left Russia and eventually came to America. It wasn't immediately. The Fidig Rebbe spent 10 years in, uh, in Poland, but eventually he came to the United States of America. And you know, there was the uprooting of Lubavitch from where it's been, you know, it has been set, it has taken root for so many generations. And to uproot it and, and transform it to America, that, that happened as a result of the Friedrich Rebbe's arrest. And I mean, it really, you can trace it back already to Rostov when the Rebbe, when the, during the First World War, when the Rebbe Rashab already, you know, like the Friedrich Rebbe says, Eser Goliath, Golso Lubavitch, the 10, the 10 exiles that Lubavitch was exiled, that the Rebbeim began their journey. But, uh, but that at least it was still in, in Russia. The fact that it left Russia and it came to America, that was related to the Friedrich Rebbe being, being arrested and eventually freed, but he had to leave Russia, and then he came to the United States. And we know the Friedrich Rebbe himself said that America is already the Birudim of his son-in-law. It belongs to the, it belongs to the seventh Rebbe. And as the Rebbe explains in the famous Sichus of Chavches uh, um, um, Sivan and so on and so forth, that's already the final shlav, the final shlav of... Of, 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 of lifting up lifting up the world from its lowest rung. And the Rebbe explains over there, it's interesting, in the Maimar of Chavches, and the Sikh of Chavches, the Rebbe explains that 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 Avoida is Shaykh Tasfiris Amalchus, Eretz, he says, Vayasuru, it says, Pasha Shalach, Vayasuru, you should bring Yisroin Eretz, you should bring out the, 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 the quality that Malchus Tafka brings out all the power of all the previous spheres. So the Rebbe says, the greatest spreading of Hasidus, the greatest explosion of of Mayonis of the Balshamta, which is Teres of Mashiach, and so on and so forth, is Tafka going to come from the lowest rung, from the United States of America. And even though the Rebbe is the last of a chain of seven Rabbeim, and Luchurawat, you know, it's just passing on kind of the, 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 the energies of the previous Rabbeim. But the Rebbe says, Dibur is Megale, all the other spheres. In other words, you don't know what's really happening in someone's chesed, in someone's gevura, or someone's, until it comes Lidei Dib, Lidei Giloi. So Malchus has to be Megale everything. That's what the Rebbe says. And that's, and the Rebbe's Mekasherit and that sicha, very interesting, Dafka with the United States of America. The Birudim that starts after the Friedrich Rebbe comes here. But where does that really start? It started on Yud Beis Tammuz. And the real start of that started on Gimel Tammuz. And Gimel Tammuz, Gimel Tammuz, as we know, is the Rebbe's day. So you see the Friedrich Rebbe's Giyula, that's why you see that the Friedrich Rebbe's Giyula and the Rebbe's Giyula and the Rebbe is, is, is makusher and attached in an absolute and in an inseparable way. So therefore it's interesting if you take a look at the Friedrich Rebbe's my Marim that he said during that period of time, you see how he is just preparing, he's preparing the next stage. I mean, you get the energy. You know, I, I, I would recommend, learn the Mimer and see if you feel in that Mimer what, I'm, what, I, what I was seeing in that Mimer. The whole thing is about Sphira Samalchus. It's about, it's, about, it's about the next stage. It's about Oisi Ois. It's about letters, words. That's what Masfira Samalchus is all about. The Giluyam of the... Whatever. That, you can see it very strongly. And that's why the Maimer... Take a look. What's the Maimer that the Friedrich Rebbe said in Kastra? In Kastrama, in Golas? Gefen mimitzrayim tasia. The vineyard is moving. It's amazing. You know, and the Friedrich Rebbe explains how the Gefen is referring to the Jewish people as a whole. 
They're a geffen. The Talmidei Chachamim, they're the grapes. The, the Balabatim, meaning the supporters of Torah, they are the vines that are holding the clusters of the grapes. The Amaratzim, which are the unlearned people, they are the olives, not the olives, I mean the, 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 the leaves, and the leaves protect the grapes. And the Friedrich Rebbe goes into the whole explanation of why the Amaratzim are protecting the Talmidei Chachamim and what that means. And then there is even the Knoi Knoi Shaboy, which are the, 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 I think it's called the tr Trendles or what's the word? Tre um, something, something, what is it? They hold up. Trestles, which hold up the thing. They're the Reikonim, they're the empty ones. But what's the Toichen of the Maimer? Toichen of the Maimer is that the Abishter is moving the Geffen. See, the Friedrich Rebbe is now going into exile. He's going on a journey. He's leaving. And again, at Eben knows, he's not just leaving, like going technically to Golis, he's uprooting the entire, the, the Beis Amigdash, the Ashras Ashkina until that point was where, and its headquarters, where? Was in Russia. That's where, because as the Rebbe explains, you know what the Gemara says, Golu Lubavel, Where is the Shechina? Shechina is together with the Nasi Hadar. Until that time, from the Balshem Tev onward, until, until the Friedrich Rebbe, until, the Nasi Hadar was in, was, in, was, in, was, in, was in Russia. So where was the Shechina? The Shechina was there. Now came the time, Gefen mi Mitzrayim Tasiya. The Gefen is moving. And so that's the first Mimer. All about Gefem in Mitzrayim, Tasiya, the movement of it. But again, in that Mimer, if you look inside, you'll see that he starts just talking how the ultimate Gilu of Elokus is going to be Dafka Be'ir Elokeinu. Dafka when it's going to come out into the world of Oisiyais, of words, of speech. Bechlal, if you take a look, just the Mimer Amuzger, the Rabbeim, the Chabad Rabbeim, I mean, we have zero Hasagin who they are. And their 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 hasagis, their knowledge, their understanding, their emotions, their their inner worldly of experience. But the, the interesting thing about them is that they remained a lot in their inner world. They said my marim, but they right? the Rebbe is the is the one, the seventh Rebbe. On the one hand, he was the biggest mystery of all the Rabbeim. <laughs> Very no one knew him personally. But Mitzat Sheni, the Rebbe, there is no Rebbe that spoke so much. Words and words and words. Fabrengens after Fabrengens. Not just saying a mimer, but hours. And not some does the Rebbe talk. But the Rebbe, if you see, he talks out every little detail, Shebe detail, and de de detail of detail. This Diburim and this Diburim. And obviously, we're not, we can't be fools. These are tikkunim in all the Eilamas. These are tikkunim in all of existence. We have no idea what the Rebbe was doing with his Dibur. But the Rebbe is Malchus Peh. This is the seventh one. This is Eilam HaDibur of Kedusha. So the Friedrich Rebbe is talking about the real godless of Avaya is going to come out. More than that. One of the inyanim that, that, that you see in the Rebbe Davka is that the Rebbe was the one who brought the Jewish people to the final expression of the deed. The deed of the mitzvah. Chabad Hasidus in the, in the earlier generations, I'm, just, I'm looking at it, let's just analyze Chabad for, for a moment, was very much into the inner experience of the inner world of a chassid. Meditation, the deep feelings of emotion. Now, the Rebbe is not that chas v'shom, the Rebbe didn't ask of it, the Rebbe was building on everything that was there before. It's not that we have an excuse and say, nowadays, Amaiso Iker, and we can ignore chas v'shom, the whole avoid the pnimis. That's not what I'm saying. 
but the shift and the emphasis and the and the and the the focus became on getting a Jew to do a mitzvah. A Jew. In other words, having a lakus, the whole rich, infinite, powerful world of divinity, of divine, it shouldn't remain in the inner world of the experience of the heart and the mind, but everything should make its way outward to expression. That's what Malchus is. That's what Mashiach is. That the Abishta will finally reveal himself in the most physical element, in the most outer crust of existence. For that it takes, in order for godliness to reveal itself in the outer crust of existence, it takes first a whole bunch of mitzvah observance, which are the kalim, which create that, 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 that keli for that to happen. So the Rebbe is that mitzvah campaigner who's going to get mitzvahs being done. So that's the idea of Godel Havaya, Weir, Be'ir Elekeinu, Dafkin, the world of Oisius. And the Friedrich Rebbe is saying that Maimah, when he's in Kastrama, meaning when he's, when he's, when he's still, when, when he's still in Golos, but, but here's the idea. But here's the Nakuda. Let me just conclude this, this idea. We'll say L'chaim, but the Friedrich Rebbe's Geula in Gimel Tamos, and then in Yud Beis in Yud Gimel Tamos, you know, there's ways of looking at it. One can look at it. The Fidei Rebbe is a big tzaddik, and he is a leader amongst the Jewish people. Happens to be that he is a, a most courageous leader of, of his generation in the sense that he was the only one that was going to take on the forces that were going to anti-Torah and mitzvahs in a way of total, total mysterious nefesh. And he sends all of Chassidim out to fight this battle. All right, so he's a great tzaddik. And then later the Rebbe comes and the Rebbe is also fortifying the Jewish people and giving them koiches and giving them strength and, 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 and fine. It, it, it's part of the story of the Jewish people and so on and so forth. You can, you can see it that way. And that's gewaldic, that's good. But I, 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 as I mentioned to you, my coming to Lubavitch on that Shabbos, and as the Rebbe says, you should learn in Yonagula Mashiach, uh, my take on it all, it's not my take, it's obviously, if anybody learns Hasidus, I think, especially the Rebbe Sichas, especially the Sichas of the Rebbe of the last year, can see that we're talking about not just a strengthening of Torah and Mitzvahs, but we're talking about a powerful force of Moshiach and Geula that was coming through the Rabbeim and reaching its climax with the Friedrich Rebbe, and then reaching its climax of climax with the Rebbe, and particularly in the, ni- in, in, in the last years of the Rebbe's Nasius that we've seen in Unalav. So the Geul of the Friedrich Rebbe in, 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 on, in Russia was really the, I think, again, if, if I'm able to, if I'm able to um, um, compare this to the Geul, to the previous redemption, to the going out of Mitzrayim, I would say like follows. What was the nekudas ha, what was the point when the Jewish people went from Golos to Geula in Mitzrayim? What was the, the nekuda ha, when, when did it change from Golos to Geula? Now I'm going to say by Marcus Bechiris. Until Marcus Bechiris, the Yidin were still enslaved. By Marcus Bechiris, bang, midnight, they were free. In a sense you can say they weren't really free then, they had to wait till the morning because they weren't allowed to leave till the morning. In the morning they were free. But then you can say they weren't really free yet. Why? Because uh, the, the Mitzvah was still coming after them. So when, when? By Shvishel Pesach, by Kriyas Yamsov, and when the Mitzvah were drowned in the sea, that was the completion of the Geula. What do you see? You see the Geula comes in Shlavim. 
It doesn't come in just a one second complete Geula. And in a sense, you could say even then wasn't complete because you're not free until you receive the Torah. Right? So you, but really, let, let's go a little deeper. I think the moment of the Geula didn't even happen by, 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 by Bamakas Bechayres. Obviously, once Moshe Rabbeinu comes on the scene to Mitzrayim, is already Geula. But, I, but, but at which point? When the Abishter has his encounter with Moshe Rabbeinu at the Sneh. When the Abishter reveals himself to Moshe Rabbeinu at the Sneh, and he appoints Moshe, as he says, I heard the cries of the Jewish people, and I remember my covenant, and I'm now sending you to come and to take them out of Mitzrayim. That's the Nekudas HaMaiver, that's the Nekudas of, that's what I'm saying, this is the transition when we're moving from Golas to Gula. Now even though the Jewish people in Mitzrayim don't even know anything, the Jewish people in Mitzrayim are still the Jewish people are still krechtzing, and they're still um, I'm, I'm, I'm crying out, and they're still being brutal. And even more than that, later the Golas gets harsher, and brutal, and terrible. But yet, the Gula is here already. Why? Because in the Nasi Yisrael, in the leader of the Jewish people, the Gula happened already. The Abishter appointed him from being a regular human being, or even a Rosh B'nai Yisrael, to becoming the power of the Goyal. I think regarding the Geula of the Jewish people, the moment of the Geula really took place on Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamas, on the deepest inner point. Why? If you think about it, during the Friedrich Rebbe's arrest, when the Friedrich Rebbe was thrown into prison, and that was, if you can point, the lowest point of the exile. The Chlau. Early, the late 1800s, at the beginning of the 1900s, you can see the Golos reached the peak. There were the Sinas Yisrael, the hatred to the Jewish people, the, the Redifas Hadas, the, 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 the persecution of the Jewish people. And then later came the Holocaust. You see, it was all the, the, the we're talking about the thickening and the thickening. In other words, the Golos is reaching the forces of Klippa and the forces of exile in terms of their in terms of their letting out their wrath and their and their and their and their and their animosity and hatred and force against Sep Zuda Yisrael, against that small wandering sheep, it reached its zenith, its highest point in that period of time. It was the darkest time of Jewish history. Six million Jews murdered in the gas chambers. Uh, the, the, the Russian Jews, a few million Jews being blocked from any type of connection to Torah and Mitzvah, all within a short period of time. You're talking about the darkest of the darkest. And amidst of that all, the forces of Klippa gang up against the leader, the Tzaddik, the Nasi, the, the, the Mordechai Tzaddik, so like the Rebbe compares him, the Moshe Rabbeinu of the generation. And they take him into their cellars, into their dungeons, and they're ready to, 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 to God forbid, extinguish the lamp of the Jewish people and the Friedrich Rebbe with his unbelievable like it says this week in Bilam says the Friedrich Rebbe is like a, like a lion like a young lion and he's not spoiled from them and he fights them and he roars and he breaks them at their core the Golas then was broken 
The moment, in other words, in Bepinimius, I'm not talking Bechitzainius. Bechitzainius, there's still going to be a Holocaust. Bechitzainius, there's going to be all the bloodshed. Bechitzainius, there's still going to be, or there's going to be all the 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 the, the, the antifadas and the and the terrorism and the suffering and the pain and they are all this is yet to come. But you realize the world and existence is based on layers upon layers upon layers. In the inner point of existence, the Kalipa was broken, was, was destroyed. The Friedegerebbe, the Friedegerebbe overpowered. The power of Kedusha overpowered the power of Kalipa. And that's why Yataka Genesi, if you look at the Maimer, Havaya, Liba, Oizra, you can see the Friedegerebbe is talking about how Kalipa, the forces of darkness, where they're yonik, their chayas from, where they take their chayas, either from the Makif above, or from the Ribuit Simtsumim below, which means different various places. And the Friedrich Rebbe is talking about cutting them off, literally disconnecting them. So, because that's what he's doing. He's basically, he's, 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 he's up against the, 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 the Gullus and he's, 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 dis, he's breaking the Gullus. It's going to take a few generations, but, he, but he's paving the way for Deir Hashvi, for the seventh generation, for the next leader, whose avoide is to complete. That's interesting. I'm just going to complete with this for now, uh, before we take a little break, with this one Nakuda, is if you took a look, look Taka, at the Maimer, Havaya Liba Oizroi, the Friedrich Rebbe is still saying, while he's in Kastrama, he brings the Medrish over there, where it says, Eis Hanitzanim Niru Ba'aretz, the blossoms are already beginning to see. You can see in the land. You can start seeing the 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 the, the fruits. They're beginning to blossom. Eis hazamir higia, the time of singing has arrived. Koil hatoyer, the sound of the toyer means the I think the leader, the one that. Um, I didn't look it up in uh, right now the Pidush of the Pasuk because I'm, the Friedrich Rebbe doesn't give the simple Pidush. He only gives the Pidush of the Medrash. Okay, it's a Pasuk in Shira Shirim. So the Friedrich Rebbe starts saying that what does it mean? The time, he says, The time of the Geula of the Jewish people has arrived. It's time to cut away the Orla which means the clippers, it's time to cut them off completely. So here in Kastrama, the Friedrich Rebbe is already talking about the sound, the voice of Melech HaMashiach. In other words, really what's going on is the Geula of Melech HaMashiach is already happening. The Koiches of Malchus based David are already wreaking havoc and destroying the clippers. You take a see that the Friedrich Rebbe in 1990, when the Rebbe spoke that this man of Geula is here, the Rebbe basically was pointing to the fall of communism. Now the fall of communism happened 70 years later after the previous Rebbe came out of jail. But the Rebbe saw it all as a continuation of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamas. In other words, what the Friedrich Rebbe did then, he already, let me put it this way, you have this massive building, massive building, and someone comes and he dislodges one stone or one of the beams at the bottom. He removes two screws. 
The building is still standing. Business as usual. The elevators are working. People are going. But deep inside, inside the building, it's like the termites are eating. It's, it's, it's beginning to, to weaken, 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 and then 70, and then 70 years later, the building comes collapsing down. The freed the Gerebbe then shattered and broke the Golas. He broke the forces of Edom. He broke the forces of darkness at that moment. And he was already preparing the... And therefore, he's talking about And the entire Teichen of the Maimer is all about David HaMelech and how David HaMelech overcame his enemies. You get the sense that Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tammuz is not just a celebration of the powers, the victory of good over evil. It's the final victory. And therefore, when it comes Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, Gimel Tammuz this year... It is so essential and so important that we realize that this is the day. This is the day to connect each and every one of us to prepare ourselves for the Giyula in a much deeper way, in a much stronger way. Bez Hashem, I'd like to still, if I have a chance still today, point out a couple of Nakudas in the Mimer that, 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 that really elucidate this idea how the Giyula of the previous Rebbe was really the, his, the beginning of the return of Malchus based David and the powers, and that's why it comes up Parshas Balak, because Parshas Balak is when we talk about, as the Ramam says, Visham Niba Over there, he's Misnabe Bishnei HaMashichim. Now you can say Shnei HaMashichim is like the Ramam says, David and Melech HaMashiach. Shnei HaMashichim can also be Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, which as we know is very strongly connected to the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe. Which I forget his name is Yosef and so on and so forth. L'chaim So it's interesting that Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tammuz this year coincides with the Fourth of July. And, uh, and there's no doubt in my mind that there is a connection. And um, it's all part of this final rectification. The final rectification of of the and the 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 hisgabros of koiches of kedusha, the powers of holiness over the powers of klipa, and the return. But it really is the return of Malchus based David, of the kingship of the Malchus of, of David Amelech. Has a lot to do with the tikkun of the United States of America. As I mentioned one time, how the previous Rebbe, after he came out of out of Russia. The previous Rebbe came to the United States of America. This is 10 years before he came to settle here. Um, he came here for a trip and he traveled across the land. He spent a few months in the United States. And um, he went to Philadelphia and he went to the visit, he went to visit um, the Liberty Bell, the um, What was it called? Uh, I forgot right now, slipped my head. And um, the Friedrich Rebbe sat down on George Washington's chair, which, I, which they didn't allow regular people to sit on, only very important dignitaries and great heroes, great people. And they let the Friedrich Rebbe sit there, and the Friedrich Rebbe mentioned how much all his life he wanted to come to the cradle of American freedom. And he benched the United States of America. 
And as I mentioned, I've given this in other talks, that the previous Rebbe sitting in, on, 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 on George Washington's chair was not for photo ops, and it wasn't to take a selfie. The Friedrich Rebbe sitting down on George Washington's chair is for a Kavana Primus. Because part of this last and final rectification is that um, you have to sublimate America. Russia, the Kaychis of the communists, which is one side of Esau, the brutal side of Esau, needs to be completely crushed and defeated. United States of America, which is the lowest point, has to be elevated. And um, the way I think is that from the perspective of the previous Rebbe and the perspective of Hasidus and so on and so forth, the United States of America, its foundation is very just and its foundation is a purification and a, a, uh, a, a stepping stone towards the final tikkun olam of, of Yemaisa Mashiach. And therefore, you know, we're watching now in the United States of America, we're watching this big, um, we're watching now this war against 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 the United States, this internal war against the against the United States, and one that is you know uh, um, using what we might say a just cause, using uh, you know um, certain um, certain uh, elements of of. Uh, Compassion, humanity, uh, you know, but uh, but 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 really, it's destructive forces because it's it's it wants a complete destruction of a system that is a just system and that is a caring system and a system that has done more for humanity's advance of goodness and kindness more than what we've seen ever before. And I'm saying in the, not inside the Jewish world, on the outside. And here you want a complete destruction of that, and a complete. And again, it, it camouflages itself. It hides behind the face of, of, uh, of compassion and so on and so forth. And you can see that in America now, there's a great big war going on, and um, I don't think. There is too much left for people to argue of what is coming with Tzadah Kadusha and what is coming from, from forces. And it's interesting, those who call for the destruction of the United States of America are the same ones who call for the destruction of Israel. Defunding of Israel, calling Israel killers of children, and so on and so forth. So I think that should kind of tell us where things are at. The fact that the, the previous Rebbe sat down on George Washington's chair and blessed this country was that the previous Rebbe was directing, directing that this country will not be swallowed and be over, overpowered by the very same communists that were there in Russia that he was fighting then. It shouldn't happen to the United States of America. So the fact that Yud Beis Thomas this year comes out on July 4th, when this is the most contentious July 4th ever between where the United States is heading to you know whether we're gonna we're gonna knock down the 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 the, the, the images on Mount Rushmore or not? That we're gonna honor George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, and these are powerful figures of justice, of goodness, of of, of the powers of Tov in the world. 
those who are anti-Moshiach and anti-goodness in this world, of course, if you have to uproot a history of good people in order to be able to, uh, you know, launch whatever whatever corrupt ideas you have, uh, anti-God, anti, anti any 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 morality and substituting it with your own morals based on uh, human human ideas, not based on any religious convictions, which has to do with a an amuna in God and so on and so forth. So that's what we're down to right now, right before Mashiach comes. And the power of Vic, the power that it came out on Yud Beis Tammuz is basically, you know, we shouldn't have to chas v'shalom come towards the next election. We shouldn't have to come to November. And because we should already have the third Beis Amikdash and whatever happens in America, let it happen in America, but you know, we're gonna be already in Rushalayim. If chas v'shalom, things take a little bit longer I think the fact that Yud Beis Tammuz came out on July 4th, July 4th is the energy of this country. It's to understand something. The energy, every country has its flag and has its power and has its, has its yomtiv, it has its, its holiday. The Independence Day, which means the birth of this country is July 4th. If July 4th comes out on Yud Beis Tammuz means that who's gonna be, that the power of Yud Beis Tammuz, which is the power that defeated communism then, and the same cancer of communism is happening now in the United States of America that it's going to be defeated, it's going to be defeated as well. Yud Beis Tammuz is taking care of that. So it really doesn't, uh, I, 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 I'm, I am convinced that we can already uh, pop the champagne bottles and claim victory for the side that is aligning itself so much more with holiness. I'm not saying everything is perfect and I'm not, you know, saying that everything is, is wonderful, okay? I, I understand and I appreciate it. And I know that there are certain, I, I spoke about Black Lives Matter and the Nakudis over there that, that stand for something Mashiach did. Yes, I did. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not painting with a, wide, a very broad brush over here and just picking sides. I'm just saying that in general, um, the, the, what we're seeing right now, to what it looks like, is a separation of good and bad and that the evil is actually going to implode upon himself, upon itself. And it's very interesting that in the mimer of the previous Rebbe of Avaya Liba Yoizri, Vashem Vani Ereb Esoinoi, the Fidig Rebbe is talking about David HaMelech. Again, he's talking about Melech HaMashiach, and you can see clearly that he's talking about himself and the, and the next Rebbe, and he's giving guidance to the next Rebbe of exactly how his Avaida needs to be. It's an amazing idea, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And that is that the Friedrich Rebbe is talking about David HaMelech and his enemies. So when he's speaking about David HaMelech, he's not talking about the ancient David HaMelech, he's talking about his son-in-law. He's talking about the Rebbe. He's talking about what's going to be the Avodah. And he says that there is possible, and I'm, 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 I may add to that, the previous Rebbe's Geula happened on Gimel Tammuz. That's when the initial Geula, then it later manifested on Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tammuz, but the initial Gimel Tammuz. Gimel Tammuz itself represents the Chibur of the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe. This transition. Why? Because Gimel is number three and Tammuz is number four. It's the fourth month. And especially when it comes to months, months are Malchus. So, and in Malchus itself, it's the fourth, which Dalit. The word Dal, Dalus is Malchus. We know that our four main spheres there's Chachma, is Aleph, there's Bina, is Beis. There is Gimel and there is Dalit. So, which is, Gimel represents, so Aleph is Chachma, Beis is Bina. Aleph stands for Alefcha, I will teach you. Beis is the first letter in Bina. And Bina is also called a bias, it's a house. Gimel 
is Moloshin Gemoil, to give. That's Yesoid. It's the six spheroids, which is Ze'er Adbin, culminating in Yesoid in the Friediger Rebbe. Dalit is the Makabal, is the recipient that's Sphiros Amalchus. That's already the Rebbe, that's the seventh one. Gimel Tamus is the Yeshabros of the previous Rebbe to the Rebbe. That's why, by the way, Gimel Tamus is sadly to, to what we've seen happen in Tavshin and Dalit. Apipashtis, I'm not going into the mystical and the more hidden element. The Rebbe and the Friediger Rebbe joined together. But Gimel Tamus, it's interesting how the Friediger Rebbe in his Maimarim is talking, he's Yosayid, and he's being Megali, he's directing the Dalit, the next Rebbe. And you'll take a look at the Maimar, it's unbelievable. What is he saying? He's saying that when David HaMelech was being persecuted and fought, so again, he's talking about Melech HaMashiach's last and final fight. He says that how, that there's two ways of being able, and, and what did David HaMelech do? It says that David HaMelech did Zmirois Hoysolichu Kechal. David HaMelech says, it's like a Valdeg Pirush, I have to share this with you. He says, Zmirois Hoysolichu Kechal, your chukim, your statutes were to me a song. The base Megura in the house of my fear, in the house of my, of my, uh, of my uh, fearfulness. So your, 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 um, your, uh, your, your, your Torah study, this was Zemirais, this was my song. So, the, so what's the simple explanation? So Fideb explains. When David HaMelech was being, having a lot of physical pain and suffering, he was being persecuted and pursued, didn't have one, one, one moment of peace. Yet, and obviously it's a life of so much trouble. A person can be completely crushed by all the pain and suffering and agony. But the, the previous Rebbe, I'm sorry, the David HaMelech was not mispal, was not, it didn't, it didn't impact him. Why? Because he realized that he has the Torah. And the light of the Torah, the words of the Friedrich Rebbe, the light, the Oyer Hat Torah, the lights of the Torah was shining in his neshama. Now, so what's so good? You're still suffering. When he realized that the, that the all, like the Rebbe says in Tanya, that all of the conduct of the world, the entire system of, of, of creation, the world with everything in it, is all directed by the, by the Torah, because Hashem looked at the Torah and created the world. But not only that, the tiniest little nuances of Torah affect all of creation, all of existence, can turn on the lights and shut the lights, can make, and it's all based on the smallest nuance of Torah. Obviously that tells us that Torah, the energy of Torah is infinitely greater than the power of, than, than of creation. So when Davana Melech was realizing that the lights of Torah were so luminous in his soul and he was able to have that light, what does he care if the lights of creation are dim? If there is a, if there's suffering, if he's pain, if he's having a hardship, he has the Torah and he has something that is infinitely greater than all of creation. That's the free, that, 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 that's the explanation of how David Melech, and that's why he sang. That's why Zemirais, this was a song. But then it says we know that David Melech was punished. David Melech was punished for calling the Torah Zemirais. It says that Hashem said to him, Zemirais, Carl, you're calling it a song. So those who learn Hasidus, there's a famous mimer from the Tzemach Tzedek about Ker and Derech Matzesecho called Masay Oren Bekasif, carrying the Oren on the, on the shoulder. We learned this, the idea of this mimer in the, in the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim, also in, um, in the end of Parshish Bamid, but just two weeks ago, Thursday, a few weeks ago, Thursday night. 
And the Alter Rebbe has in his, in his letters in the back in Egeris HaKodesh, the Alter Rebbe has a whole idea, explanation on Zemirois, and Kuntur Sachran actually. Zemirois, uh, 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 what, what was Adav Namelech's sin? It's interesting, the Friedrich Rebbe does not explain the sin the same way the Alter Rebbe explains it. The Friedrich Rebbe is a whole different Pirush, which I think is so negea to what we're watching and seeing now in the world. And it seems like the Friedrich Rebbe is laying the platform for the next generation for the Rebbe. He's guiding and instructing the Rebbe of how this battle against the Klippus needs to, needs, to, needs, to, needs to be dealt with. So the Friedrich Rebbe says, why was David HaMelech punished? So he goes on to give it, again, this is all the mimer that the Friedrich Rebbe is saying when he's being liberated. Yud Beis Tamas, imagine what's going on, what kind of light there is in his neshama. And he sees now till the end of all time. He sees the battle. Because he, he's, he's now had the first victory. The Abish they're showing it's... If, I'm, I'm telling you, if you look, you learn the mind, you can see prophecy. He, he's like, I don't know, do I know? I, I, I'm not a maven on prophecy. But you can see it. I mean, I, I mean we, we can understand that the Friedrich Rebbe's vision at that moment is like, he's saying the mimer of his release. He's saying it's like the Alter Rebbe's Pada B'Shalom Nafshi. Say, what is he saying? He says that... Um, if they hear, pay, pay attention, it's Gavaldi. He says that because the, the, the highest of the whole world is um, contingent on Torah, he goes on to explain how through Torah one can actually purify and, and um, diminish the forces of darkness in the world and completely destroy them person can do that. And he goes on, especially if you learn Torah like David HaMelech. And he says, if you learn Torah like, what's David HaMelech's learning? Number one, he learns with Bittel and Kabbalah soil. He's not learning uh, for, for knowledge. He's learning in a way of Nasev and Ishma, in a way of Bittel. Secondly, he's learning Torah Barabim. He's not like Shola HaMelech who learned Torah for himself. He's learning Torah Barabim. And thirdly, he's learning Soydes Torah. He sees in every halacha the secrets of it. So it's interesting, if you can see, you can see that he's talking all about the next Rebbe, about the Rebbe. The Rebbe being David. Because you can see, you know, one of the things about the Rebbe is that the Rebbe learns Torah by Kabbalah soil. That's why the Rebbe gave us Rambam. It's not the most enjoyable kind of learning. It's not the learning of Gemara, Rashi, Taisus. It's Kabbalah soil kind of learning. It's a study, it's a, it's a, it's a nasa, it's accepting the yoke, learning the dry halacha. The Friedrich Rebbe actually connects it over there to Dvar uh, that, that uh, halacha kamoisai, the halacha is like David HaMelech, all about halacha. So learning halacha, learning the Rambam, that's, that's, that's that in you. Learning Torah Barabim, meaning not just learning, keeping Torah just for a selected few, but Torah for the masses. Who taught Torah for the masses? It's again, the Rebbe. The Rebbe started a network of Torah shiurim across the entire world. People learning Torah. I mean, I would say the masses. I mean, outside of the Torah world. Take the Torah out to the public. That's again the Rebbe. Thirdly, learning the halachis of Torah and seeing the pinimius of it. Pinimius of Torah. Take a look at all the sikhs of the Rebbe. You see, whenever the Rebbe is learning Rambam, what does the Rebbe do with every halacha Rambam? The Rebbe reveals the pinimius of it. What's that? In Rashi... The Rebbe reveals the 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 the, the nigla, the, the 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 genius of Ra. In Rambam, which is the sefer that everybody always saw as nigla, revealed the Rebbe reveals the secrets of it. The of every That's a side note. But Al Kaponim, that kind of limudat Torah can actually shut the klipas down completely. And David Amelech did that. 
And he wanted to do that. And that's the meaning from the word Zemirois. Zemirois has another meaning, the Friedrich Rebbe says. Not only does it have a meaning a song, it also has a meaning lezamer hakoitzim v'hachoichim. To cut down, to prune. To prune the klipas, to prune the forces of darkness. And the Friedrich Rebbe explains over there clearly how the klipas are yoinik from two places. From the bottom, when there's too much tzimtzum, and also from above, say the rishtalshul is from above, from the, from the infinite light above. And through Limudat Torah, one is able to, from above, cause a complete zmirois, a complete um, chopping down of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the powers of Klippa that they're able to chas v'shal and biyonik, either from the top or from the bottom. Through Torah you can do it. And he says these words, in a manner like Rav Shemim Bayochai, he doesn't say Rav Shemim Bayochai, in a manner of Nasan Be'enov, he gave his eyes on them. They become a pile of bones. In other words, the Friedrich Rebbe is saying, I, being the Rebbe, am able to do away with this whole communist regime in one minute. I can give my eyes on it, give a, put his eyes on it, and Nasa Gal Shalatzam. It's the same way like it says about the Alta Rebbe, that he was able to, and he wanted to, he could have set the entire Petersburg on fire. The Friedrich Rebbe says, I can do that. And I think he's telling it to his son-in-law, the Rebbe. And he's saying, there is a way that David HaMelech wanted to do it, because it's chick-chack. You do what's called a beater through Torah. A beater through Torah is a very quick beater. If you do it from above, you declare... Your Megala in Torah, the way the truth is, and all the clippers fall. The Friedrich Rebbe, however, explains that that's not the Abishta's desire. That's why David HaMelech was punished. He's Mirai Sayyiluchu Kecha. David HaMelech wanted to use Torah to do away and finish, finish off all of it in a manner of to set everything straight, Alpi Torah, from above. Problem is, by doing it that way, he says it's against Loy Letoyu. You're going to destroy a lot of things. They're going to be destroyed. Lasheves Yitzara. The Abish that created the word Lasheves. Lasheves means it has to work through a system of bit by bit refinement. It has to work through a beer, a purification, from below. It has to work through a system that it itself purifies itself, cleanses itself in a very meticulous, gentle, careful way. Not in a way where you just megala the truth and you blow the clippers out. In a way of a subtle step-by-step avoida. And he explains mainly that's the, that's the bitter that happens th- 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 through davening. And he goes on to say, that's the bitter of Malchus, because Malchus is called vanit fila, I am tefillah. The bitter of Malchus, it's a bitter, like the Rebbe, what did the Rebbe do? The Rebbe sent shluchim across the entire world. The Rebbe could be Megal and the Abishter everywhere in one snap of a finger. But that's Momayla Lamata. Doesn't want that. Momata Lamayla. Vanit Fila. I am Tfila. Now, it's interesting. In the Maimar, he says that Malchus is Vanit Fila. But it's really Vanit Fila, which is Malchus. But Davana Melech was Isaac beside the Satyra. In other words, even though Malchus is what? Tfila. And it's the Iker the Aveda from the bottom, purifying things from below. David HaMelech wanted to, be, to accomplish it all through Limud Torah from above. And that was wrong. That was considered a sin. And therefore, it seems like the Friedrich Rebbe is instructing his son-in-law, the Rebbe, the Dor Hashvi, the next generation, that the bitter should be a more 
meticulous bureau from below. And that's what he says, Havaya li ba'oizrei. He asks a question at the beginning of the Mimer. This is, and then, and I think clarification of this will, will give us an understanding of how the Friedrich Rebbe directed Lubavitch and he directing, therefore, the final stages of, of how the world, how, how the, the Birurim Tulia Moisa Mashiach are going to happen. So he begins the Mimer with the question, what does it mean, Avaya Liba Israel? Hashem is, to me, Amongst the, Hashem is amongst my, one of my amongst my helpers. Hashem is with me with my helpers. Fidirab asks a simple question: What do you mean with you with your helpers? Is there any other helper besides God? means Hashem is with me. amongst my assistants, He also assists. He's one of an assistant amongst the assistants. That's the only the Abishta. What do you mean others that help? He asks the same question and it says Habal attire, someone who comes to purify himself he is being helped and it says the word it doesn't say Hashem helps him it says they, they help him seems to be like there's a whole bunch of helpers that the whole Yeshua comes only from the Ebeshter what do you mean we're being helped by many same idea what does it mean amongst those who help me and then he asks, what does it mean, Vani And I will see in my enemy. I will see my enemy. Which means I will see the punishment of my enemy. I will see the downfall of my enemy. He asks the question, since when does, does David HaMelech want to see the downfall of his enemy? You want your enemy to, to do tshuva. Especially since his enemies were Jewish people. Doyeg and Achitoifel. These were great rabbis. They fought him. So you should want that they should do tshuva. Not that they should, you know, that's revenge. Revenge is not kosher. That's a very negative thing. What is he saying? Vani era, I want to see, besoinoi, and the downfall of my enemy. So the Rebbe explains the Friedrich Rebbe an amazing thing. And, and again, here lies the entire, what we're seeing right now in front of our eyes happening, current events, and what's happening in the last. The Friedrich Rebbe says, it seems like that the Pirush of the Pasuk is as follows. It's mashma, he says. When will I see in my enemy, vani ere, when will I see bisoinoi in my enemy? When? When avaya liba Israel. When Hashem is to me amongst my helpers. So what does that mean? That means, again, we have a question both in the beginning of the Pasuk and at the end of the Pasuk. But when we answer them, we'll see both of them work together. And dafka, when you have Hashem liba Israel, then you have ani ere bisoinoi. What's the connection? Again, what was the question? Havaya libo Israel Hashem is amongst my helpers. You only have one helper, that's God. Second half of the puzzle. I will see my enemy. I don't want to see. I mean, why should one want to see the fall of the enemy, especially at Sadiq? He should want that his enemy should do tshuva. What do you mean I will see my enemy? And what's the relationship? When Havaya libo Israel, when Hashem is going to be amongst my helpers, then I mean Erebe Sinai. So the Friedrich Rebbe says like this. As we mentioned earlier, there is a way that at tzaddik, the way that there's a certain derech and avoidus Hashem that you can, that tzaddikim are able to finish the job. They can bring Mashiach. They, should, they can cut away the klipas one, two, three, like David Melech wanted to do it. He wanted to cut them down, like Matasiel sings, chop them down, right? He wanted to chop down all the klipas one, two, three, and the Friedrich Rebbe could have done it in Russia. Could have chopped down Stalin and all the whatever, whoever was there at the top uh, and, and cut them off from their source. 
And the Rebbe could have done the same thing in America. Fartik, end the whole deal. But that's not a thorough beer. Havayali Ba'oizrei means that you work gently. And as a result of that, you manage to take, you extract the spark that's within the enemy, within all the negative forces. You meticulously, if you're doing it out with just through Limudat Torah, then you're, again, eliminating them by force. If you're doing the bitter slowly and, and carefully, what you're doing is you're allowing them to drain their chayos, their it becomes in a manner, these are the words, he says, chayel bala vayakienu. They swallowed wealth, they have energy, they have power, but in the end they vomit it, they give it out, they can't keep it. And that comes through this slowly meticulous bitter that has to happen. When that happens, what happens is Havayali, Hashem is me, but Israel amongst those who help me is referring to all the Nitzutse Kedusha that are buried in all the things that we were up against and all the forces, whether it's the, the communists, the Russians, the all forces of Asaf, all forces of negativity, all these things, these are Nitzutse Kedusha. When you extract them and you elevate them, then Havayali, then Havaya joins Ba'oizroi amongst these Nitzutse Kedusha. And then what happens, Vani era, then I can see, Besoinoi, once my enemy, once the Nitzutz leaves, he, then the Ra remains pure Ra without any good to it. And then it implodes upon himself because Ra cannot be without camouflaging. Ra, evil, always has to have some bit of Kedusha that it hides behind. So for example, the Free of the Gerebbe says, when you take, it says regarding the Russia by the Seder, and also you knock out his teeth so the Friedrich Rebbe says it means take out the shin from the word Russia when you take out the shin shinov is the shin from the word Russia it remains ra ra will fall apart on its own so when it's an avoida of a vayaliba oizri it's a slow avoida so what the Friedrich Rebbe do is they didn't, he didn't, he didn't by force turn the Russian communist government into a pile of, of, of atzalis. He let his chassidim stay in Russia. And it involved Mesir Snafish and another cheder and another underground mikveh and a this and a that. And it was a 70-year battle. A 70-year battle of blood and tears. And one that was cost an enormous, enormous... Um, 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 toll. It, 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 you can't imagine it, the mysterious nefesh that the Rafidig Rebbe had. The fact that he's able to fix it all, as, as he himself says, in a way of Galshal at some and he doesn't do it, it's an unbelievable mysterious nefesh. But why is he doing it? Because Havaya Liba Israel, because he knows the Pnimia Sakavana is that, how, that we need to get all the Nitzutse Kedusha out of it. Vani Erebe Sinai, and then we can see, you see, what happened to communism? What happened to communism? Why did it collapse? when it was revealed how evil it is, when it couldn't hide anymore behind anything, it just, it, it, it just fell apart and was dumped on itself. Same is happening now in the United States of America. All the evil is coming out. It's all just, and the, the clipists are not able to control themselves anymore, hiding behind. They try a little bit, but now they're just becoming so expressed and they're not able to even contain themselves anymore all this garbage is coming out it's going to fall apart 
then I can see. So again, only when there is, only when the way the tikkun comes is through a slow, meticulous purification. As I said earlier, the Rebbe could have snapped his fingers and revealed godliness everywhere, but he didn't do it that way. He sent each and every one of his chassidim and empowered every single one of us. How in every situation and in every place, in a very, in a very gentle, pneumistic way, to be mavarer and to fix and to, in a way, as we said before, vanit fila, through the avoid of tfila, to the avoid of personal, meticulous, individualized birudim that need to happen. And in every single, even the coming of Mashiach, the Rebbe could have finished it already in 1990, 1991. But the Rebbe wanted, as we said earlier, that's why Gimel Tammuz came about, that we should do the Avodah. It should be personalized. It should be us. It shouldn't be through an overwhelming power from above. The and But Dafka through such a kind of an Avodah, of this thorough, meticulous, particularized kind of an Avodah, is then Vani Erebe then the klipa, then the shin goes out of the reish, the rasha, and it's no more rasha. As it says in the pasuk, this um, over there, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, rasha. There's no more why, because the ra itself will collapse. The ra now has now so, so emerged in such an open way, unbashfully, just parading outward as pure evil, as pure, and and it's it's not gonna stand anymore. But the United States is going to be rectified. Is going to make a right. Is going to make. Is going to side with, with holiness. That was already part of the tikkunim, and that's again. I'm connect, connecting it back to, to Yud Beis Tammuz coming out on July fourth. So this is where we stand right now. We're standing at this at these moments of the final exposure of klipa, and the final victory of kedusha. The payol mamish for each and every one of us. The Poyal Mamish. Before I get to Poyal Mamish, meaning a parenthetically, I'm going to say an interesting thing. In the Mimer, again, I saw so many gems in this Mimer. It's worth learning it. Again, I didn't even learn, I, I'm sure it's worth learning the next Mimer, Baruch HaGoyim Elachayav Mtoivis as well. I only learned Tavaya Libi Yisrael and the first one, Gefem Mitzrayim Tesiyah. And I know I can still learn it a hundred times and I should learn it and we need to learn it. And, and, and to, but this is what I've been seeing and learning it. So, over there, the Friedrich Rebbe said, is talking a lot about oisiyos, about words, because that's the power of malchus, the power of speech, the power of the seventh generation, the power of speech. So the Friedrich Rebbe brings what it says on Sefi Yetzira, that he's bringing the idea of the city of our God. The city of our God is Olam Hadibur, is a city, is where put together words, words become oisiyos, I'm sorry, Letters become words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, paragraphs become chapters, chapters become books, that means. And in, by Hashem, it's the, the letters that Hashem spoke to create. So the your combination of letters create the entire world, which is Sfiris HaMalchus. But the Friedrich Rebbe says over there, it brings what it says in Sefi Yetzirah, that once you have two letters, you have already, you can build two homes. A word is called a home. What are the two letters you can bring, you can build from two letters? Well, I'm sorry, what are the two homes you can build from two letters? So he brings Aleph and Bez. You take the word Aleph and Bez. Aleph is, Aleph Bez, if you write it directly, it's Av, it's father. And if you write it the opposite, it's Bez Aleph, it's Ba. Ba means come. So you have two words, Av, which is 
father is, has a certain content to it, father. And Ba also has, coming, to But it occurred to me when I'm learning the Mimer, it's an amazing thing. The first two letters of the Yalaf base, the first combination you can make. Again, with one letter, you can't make a combination. The first combination, Aleph, Aleph, is not a combination. It's just two of the same letter. You have to have a second letter. The, the first possible letters you can have, which, the, which everything begins with, is Aleph, base. What are the two words you can make out of that? Avba, Father is coming. Which basically means that the beginning of existence of words, the first nakuda is what's the underlying first reality that we have to know is our Father is coming. So who's the Father that's coming? Obviously it means the Abishter. The Abishter is coming, that's for sure. God is coming to this world, that's for sure going to happen. But the Father also means Rebbe. Avba, the Tatekomt. There's no, that's, every other combination, every other scenario, maybe yeah, maybe no, well, we're when the one thing that's for zikr, for sure, no shayla, the father is coming. In any case, poil um, mamish, the literal sense, time is running out, and we're, we're mamish, mamish, mamish right now standing by the Geula Amitis Vashlema. It's not that Mashiach has to come. Mashiach is here already. The Geula is fully, fully in. Mir Kenzich, we, we can either, you know, distri- you know, remain distracted or tune in. There's nothing greater you can do today's days than learn in Yonah Geula Mashiach. See Mashiach and everything. Breathe Giula, speak Giula, sing Don't allow yourself to get depressed. Don't allow yourself to get down. There's, 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 there's constrictions. There's, there's the situations. There's the virus. There's the this. There's the that. Do whatever it takes to keep yourself in a healthy state of mind, in a, in a positive state. But be Iker, know that the Giula is coming. If that, you know, that, that, that. And One of the Yonim and the Maimer, the Frida Gideba says, again, as I mentioned earlier, is talking so much about how we decide reality. So when we decide and point out Melech HaMoshiach, was the last Avoida, is to be Megala the Melech. When we are Megala Melech HaMoshiach, and we say, uh, one of the Avoidas the Yidin are going to do, is that Yidin are going to be Makabal Melech HaMoshiach. See, he's coming no matter what. He's going to be, he's going to be, <laughs> But now we still have schus to be a chelik of this Kabbalah Samalchus. And it's uncom- and we're uncomfortable with it because we're, we're as we mentioned that you know people are I think I think we passed already the next stage. I think everybody's so fed up with the Golas that we're okay. And it used to be that, you know, you're saying and, uh, you're so let me just say put it this way. I believe Amun Shalema that the Geula is going to happen any moment. I believe Bemunah Shalema that the Melech HaMoshiach is actively involved right now in being Goyled B'nai Yisrael. And I believe that it's important to identify Moshiach as well. I believe the Rebbe is Moshiach. And uh, that um, time has come that we shouldn't be so bashful about it. It's, 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 so, it's so strange because like, I'm finding it hard to even to say it at the Fabrengen now when I'm sitting alone here, no one is here. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it online, yeah, but... And, and I ask myself a simple, like, I ask a silly question. I mean, who then? 
Mashiach has to come. Everybody's agreeing. Mashiach has to come now. So, so where is he? Can you explain to me? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's sitting in some cave somewhere. He, remember, don't forget, he's got his sandals on. And he, <laughs> Mashiach is the one who brings the Jewish people to Torah and Mitzvahs, inspires Yiddishkeit, and teaches Pneumia Satayra. So who teaches Pneumia Satayra? Pneumia Satayra is being taught through Chabad. That's where the whole system was created of explaining Pneumia Satayra that the mind should comprehend it. You can learn Kabbalah in other places, but the mind should comprehend the ideas only through Chassidus Chabad. Those who didn't learn Chassidus Chabad don't know what I'm talking about, but those who learn Chassidus Chabad understand, and especially those who tried to learn Kabbalah in other places, in other mystical, and started learning Chassidus Chabad, realize that you don't understand it until you learn Chassidus Chabad. So, so he teaches Pneumia Satayra, and he's Mekar of Liban Shel B'nai Yisrael, and influences the nations. And influences, so narrow it down. Who are your contestants? And probably needs to say that he's Mashiach. So, the Rebbe told us in 1990, 1991, that Mashiach is already here and he's Bizgalos and his, in B770 is called Base Mashiach. And his name is Menachem. Mm-hmm. And his is Base Mashiach. He's already Bizgalos. When the Rebbe said, we don't only have the Matthias of Mashiach, we have the Izgalos of Mashiach already in the world. And, right. So if someone is stuck in, 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 in any corner of the world and we have a problem, someone is in, you're in jail, someone got into trouble, so who do you turn to? Who do you turn to? You look up on the book. Do you look if there is a, uh, let me see, go through, see, do I, is there a Vizhnitz cheder there, a Vizhnitz uh, representative? Is there a Karliner uh, from Karlin from Stalin, someone a representative? Is there a representative Epis from, uh, from uh, I don't know, from uh, Krasna, from Bobby, from Lakewood? Who do you turn to? A problem anywhere in the world, a Jew is in trouble. The first person you turn to is you turn to the Chabad Shliach in the place. There's one representative. And the Rebbe's representative is everywhere. Where the network reached out to stretch out to get every single Jew from across the world. Ali We should all accept upon ourselves the Malchus of Melech HaMashiach. To get comfortable with it, to stop being discomfortable. I have to get over myself too. I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still uncomfortable because what people will think. After everything I've already said, and I, I, I'm, I'm admitting I have a hard time. But we're reaching a point already where, uh, what's the point of keeping these things a secret? Secret We need to be Megala in ourselves. We need to be Megala in the entire world. The time of the redemption has arrived. The Giul is here already. The Goyal is ready to redeem us all. What, what do we need to do? Learn in Yana Giula Mashiach Besimcha Put yourself into Mashiach's mindset. Try to help another Jew. And most very important, very important. This week is going to be the Sima Rambam. Start learning Rambam. If you haven't started, if you haven't learning Rambam yet, start learning Rambam, daily Rambam. It's the Rebbe's Takana. 
and I'm going to conclude with a thought, the Friedrich Rebbe in that mimer says that um, when he asks, this is only the Ebishter, he brings what it says in Rambam, the foundation of all foundations and the pillar of all wisdom is laid that to know that there is a so the way I understand what the Friedrich Rebbe is saying over there is interesting is creation in essence is from the name of Elohim if you learn Torah if you learn Chumash what do you see creation? creation is from the name of Elohim when creation is from the name of the Kim, the world is still a Rosh Hashanah it's still a, a pluralistic place because Mitzad the name of Elohim Mitzad the concealments of the name of Elohim there's all kinds of forces in order to Megala Achtos the unity you have to be Megala Havaya but in, in creation itself there's no Gilui of Havaya Mitzad creation, Mitzad Bereshis. Where does the Gili of Avaya come from? From Torah. Where is that revealed? In Torah Shabbat Which part of Torah Shabbat Rambam. Rambam begins, Rambam's beginning is Bereshis. But the Rambam puts in Bereshis, when the Rambam says, she, everybody has to know, is to know that there is a Matsu Rishon, that's really Bereshis. Bereshis, when you're looking at Shemayim Asaretz, you should know so the Rambam says that you should know that the, that the, the Matsui Rishon, the first Matsui, that there is a Matsui Rishon, Mamsi Kol Nimtza, that brings everything out in existence. But from the Rambams, when you're learning it in Rambam, meaning the Pa'ula of learning Halachis in Torah is that instead of creation being a product of Shem Elohim, it's Nizgala, the Pnimius of Elohim. And what's the Pnimius of Elohim? Havaya. And that's why hidden in Yesoide Yesoide Zvamuda Chachmas is Yud Kevavke. So, really, what is going to happen when you learn Rambam? And when you learn Rambam daily, every single day, you're going to be Megala Havaya in Elohim, which is the purpose of all of creation. And that's why Taka the seventh generation, which is the Sviris Amalchus, Ir Elohim, Elohim, the power, is the one who's Mesakin Limud Harambam. So, by learning daily halacha every day, and I didn't used to do it. I had a very hard time learning Rambam. And I started doing it a couple of years ago. And it's becoming more of a, by me, Hashem should only help me, a chayk no matter how tired I am. I've been doing this crazy traveling over the last, sometimes I came into the hotel, I thought I was going to die. So tired. And I had to wait for, you have to learn Rambam. Three prakim Rambam. I admit that once or twice, I, I, I like just read it. Uh, but then the next day I try to go back to it and relearn it. Uh, but uh, to go to sleep without learning it, I don't chas for shalom ever want to do. The mamish learn the three prakim, get to the very last halacha then. And I can tell you, this is what I will tell you, the miracles that I am seeing regarding parnasa and regarding, it's not normal. And I attribute it to two things. I attribute it to teaching about Mashiach in a way of without busha, without being embarrassed, but to speak openly about Mashiach. That's number one. And the second Indian is learning Rambam, Chayk So you have to learn Rambam. So there's three ways of learning Rambam. You can learn, if your mom is not shy to learn, or whatever, you, you feel, you learn Sefer HaMitzvahs, follow along the, the Maslow. The, you're able to, to, to push yourself to learn a serious learning, try to do one chapter a day. And if you really want to really be tuned in to the panemius of all of this and you're able to do three chapters a day and lately they've been giving out so many different svarim on Rambam making it so much easier to learn for those who can learn Hebrew I highly recommend the Steinsaltz Rambam short, concise with 
much easier than the Rambam La'am. Explanations, fantastic, not long, very bekitzer. And in the bottom of each thing he has, because when you learn Rambam, you feel like you're not learning halacha because halacha is not like always like Rambam. So he always has the the way it is brought in Shulchan Arach, meaning whether we paskin like the Rambam, we don't pass the Rambam, in a short, concise way, it's gewaldic. So this last machzer of Rambam, I kind of learned it, I think, a lot of it pretty good. And I'm very, very happy to say that this week we're making a siyam on Rambam. And I'm ready to start all over again. And again, it's a very hard commitment because it's a daily commitment, three chapters every single day. But I would say that the bracha that it's going to bring you in your own personal, of course, you have to chitas, chitas, of course, that's the free the Rebbe's takana. Chitas Rambam, and you do it every day, mamish, I can't even tell you. Don't push it off, don't have like back, like you know what you didn't, don't go to sleep until you do it. You're gonna see brachas, and again, it's all part of this, of, uh, of the, his God, of again, David Amelech is the one who put up Halacha Kamoisa, David Rambam, it's all one Indian. It's, 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 these are the koiches of Mashiach in this world. The more we tune in as Chsidim, as Yidin, into this power, the faster the Hizkalos of Mashiach will be, the more we will be participants in it. So this Thursday, Shivasa Betamos, again, it's also everything is Bashkacha Pratis. Yud Beis Yud Gimel Tamas came out on July 4th. And the Siyama Rambam, I think it's the 30. Maybe 36 times, something like that, is coming out on Shavasa Betamas, both three chapters and one chapter. On Shavasa Betamas, which is the day of the beginning of the exile, that is the Tikkun, let's hope that it's already going to be the Koyach of Rambam, and Limud Rambam, the Gilu of Shema Vaya. Golos comes from Shema Lekim. Geula comes from Gilu Shema Vaya. Venigla Kvoid Hashem, Gilu Yavaya. May the Venigla Kvoid Hashem of Yesoide Yesoide is Vamuda Chachmas. When it's Nizgala in the earth and in the world, Shakadish Borchum Mamtsham, Yesha Maturishan Mamtsi Kol Nimtsa, that there is a first being who's, who's emanating all of existence, when that emerges out into the open, then, um, then there's no more Golas. So may it already be revealed that Shivasa Betamos should be real Shivasa Betamos. Shivasa means Toiv. It's Gematria Toiv. 17 is Gematria Toiv. The real good of Tamas, the Pinimius of Tamas, the Pinimius of the whole Golas, that it was never Golas. It was always Giyula. And that's also, by the way, going back, you know, why, 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 um, why the Friedrich Rebbe's Geula and the Gimel Tamas and all this, is, it's all in Tamas. Because the whole Avaida is the, 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 the transformation and the remaking of, of Tamas, Tamas and of. And as the Rebbe spent so much time and so many sikhs, redefining the Golas, re, redefining the three weeks. It's already flipped over. Tamas already flipped over. Now we need already the Toiv. Toiv is oil, light. The Dishivasa Batama should already be lichtik. The light of Mashiach should already shine. May we merit already to see the full his galos of Malchus Beis David. Remember Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamos and Gimel Tamos is all the revel, it's all the emergence of Malchus Beis David in this world. The fortification, the revelation, the strength, and the power of Malchus Beis David over the powers of Klippa and Sitrach. May we merit already to see the full Nitzachan of Melech Mibes David. 
And uh, it should be good. It should be achtoivli Yisrael. We should already access the true corona. The karen erpanav of Melech HaMashiach. The true corona, the keser, the crown. The crown of Melech HaMashiach. The crown of the Yebishter. It should all already be revealed. This is a suit of David Malka Meshicha. May we marry it already. And this week is also coming Pasha's Pinchas, which is Elio Anavi. Pinchas Elio. We have all the ingredients here by this Malava Malka for the complete his bias of Elio to be Mavasa de Gula. Bias of David Malka Meshicha. May it happen now. I'm on a bench. And uh, we're going to send everybody to go do whatever you're inspired to do. Whether it's to learn your Rambam that you didn't learn yet, to finish your Chitas that you didn't, to learn the Mimer that I was talking about, good Mimer to learn. Um, to say Kriyash Meshalamita, say V'yitam Lecha, Itmalav Amalka if you didn't, sing Elio Anavi, I don't know what, dance a dance. Lift yourself up. The main thing, lift yourself up from the sorrow, from the sorrow and the depression of, 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 of as you said before, of the social distancing and of the, and of the uh, quarantine and all this, all this. Go higher. Go beyond. Higher.